welcome to Revolutionary Women. My name is Tess Silverman. Women around the world are constantly creating ways to make a difference in their communities, and today's guest is no exception. Adi Kaplan has a master's in industrial engineering, but went a totally different direction. At the age of 40, when many of her friends decided to go the Botox way, she knew she was going to work her way into well-aging, as she is not anti-anything, and decided to go the Notox way. She will go a long way to reduce her wrinkles, get a glow to her face, and look great the natural way. Besides, her motto is that every wrinkle she has, she earned with hard work. She loves treating people, loves seeing results, and most of all, loves getting compliments from clients after each and every treatment. Heidi, welcome to Revolutionary Woman. How are you this afternoon? Hi, I'm good. Very excited to be here. Thank you. I'm so glad that you were able to make it um, for today. So, okay, let's get started. So you were born and raised in Israel. What part of Israel? I was born and raised in Ranana, but I lived in Tel Aviv. I lived uh, in the countryside, so all around. Cool. So what was it like for you growing up in Israel? Well, I think it was an amazing childhood in Israel. Um, you know, the kids walk around freely. They walk to school, uh, you know, when they're at age of crossing the street, which is nine, they walk to school by themselves. Like, not oh, like really? you have to drive. Oh, yeah. Well, if you live in the city and if you live close by, even uh-huh. in the countryside, uh-huh. we lived a few, you know, a few blocks away from the school. The kids went by themselves. Yeah. Wow. Very, very free. Very, uh, not like what you hear in the news. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> but, okay. I- that's, yeah, that's great something. childhood. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's funny because um, I know when I was growing up, um, when I would go into the provinces for vacation, you know, it back then too, it was like, you know what, you went away, you, you walked around with, I walked around with my cousins and I walked everywhere with them. And it was like maybe I was nine or 10 and, did, mm-hmm. you know, it was great because, you know, they, my aunts and uncles just expected us all to be okay and, you know, yeah, came exactly. back and, you know, and, and not like you said, not, a, not like here, you know, yep. where you had to, um, I mean, I understand why, but yeah, definitely a different way of, uh, you know, yeah. Um, yeah. Also in Israel, there. you're very close to everywhere. You're close to your family. I mean, you can only drive four hours away. That's like very, very, very far. So everyone's oh, like wow. half an hour, an hour away, you know, uh-huh. holidays, you know, aren't an issue. We all meet together. And so it's everything is driving distance. Oh, wow. That's awesome. Okay. Yeah. So your father was an industrial engineer and I read yeah. that you did some traveling with him. And that inspired you to become industrial an industrial engineer like him. So what was it about the job, his job, that made you want to be like him? Or was it just so because think, of him? <laughs> well, well, A, I'm sure it's a lot because of him. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I was very analytical, just like him. We were all about numbers. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, seeing what he did, we traveled you know, everywhere we traveled within Israel, we would always stop and go into, like he would go into a school and, you know, he worked a lot with schools. I didn't end up working with schools. Mm -hmm. I didn't do that part, but, um, but just like having his own like um, work, you know, work uh, schedule. Mm -hmm. And um, even though, you know, sometimes I did work for corporate America, which was Toys R Us. Mm. um, Yeah, I I didn't have my own schedule, but I was driving to the warehouses all the time. I was, you know, I had, it's not like sitting in an office nine to five. Mm -hmm. 
So, and yeah, and and because I had an analytical like mind, or Mm -hmm. still do, but um, I, you know, I, I, I wanted to be an engineer, but I didn't want a hardcore engineering, um, you know, I didn't want electrical or mechanical. Industrial is more, more like a laid back engineering. I don't Mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And so after graduating from undergrad, you moved to the U.S. and worked for startups and some corporations as an engineer. So how, how long did you work as an engineer? Um, I worked, um, about 10 years. Oh, yeah. 10 year, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's still pretty long. Yeah. 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 Okay. So what was it about being an engineer that you liked? Was it basically what you said just now, just the analytic, analytical part of it? Not really. Um, <laughs> well, that too, that uh-huh. too. But, um, but be- when I became industrial engineer, I went to the route of being a project manager. Oh. Um, so I like the fact that I didn't have anyone actually reporting to me, you know, in the, uh, the hierarchy, but I did have, you know, every project I had people reporting to me. Now I had people mm-hmm. that were, let's say in Toys R Us, like ha- much higher level managers, mm-hmm. like the COO sometimes was reporting to me, which was like, oh my gosh. But <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know, reporting quote unquote, because it's, you know, they were part of my team and I, I needed answers from them and I had to do work for them as well. But oh. it was working with every project had different people and, you know, different aspects of the company. So you get to learn a lot. Oh, that's really cool because you it weren't is. really like you were working together as opposed to working mm-hmm. under someone. Exactly. Um, uh, you were like, okay, I like that idea. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I also read that while trying to get pregnant, you decided to find ways to get healthier and get your body clean and ready for the baby. Now, how did yeah. you do that? Yeah. So, yeah. So I had, it took me probably like three years to, um, to conceive with my oldest. Mm-hmm. Um, and that, that happened with IVF too, because it didn't happen naturally. But when I was trying to get pregnant, I, you know, and I was having, you know, issues, mm-hmm. I, I decided to clean my body by um, doing a gluten-free diet. Now this was, she's 14 now. So this was like 15 years ago. It wasn't oh, like, wow. the, you know, it wasn't a hype, but I was yeah. reading everywhere, everywhere I could. Internet was, you know, it was there, of mm-hmm. course. So I was going online and trying to to see, to do anything I can do, um, mm-hmm. to get, you know, and even with IVF, I still wanted, you know, with all the hormones that you take and all of that, I really wanted my body to be as clean as possible, you know, for, for the baby itself, because mm-hmm. all the nutrients go to the baby. So right. eating organic and a big part of, you know, of our body is the skin, like the largest organ. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I went into, you know, I went into that and I'm like, oh my gosh, what am I putting on my skin? That's, mm. that's, you know, all the chemicals. So that was the last part of me cleaning my body uh-huh. was going to like really clean um, products, oh, wow. skin and hair products. Yeah. That's what brought me into that world. Oh, okay. And so, so you then worked for a nonprofit while living in Israel. Um, what is the name of the company and what made you decide to work for that nonprofit? And what was your role there? So um, as um, well, the nonprofit at the time was called Kinetis. Today oh, okay. it's called, yeah, it's called Vibe Israel and, and Joanna, oh, uh, who Israel. used to be my, yeah, 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 yeah. Joanna, I worked for Joanna Landau. Um, 
So when I moved to Israel, when I moved back after living in the States for 10 years, um, I I wanted to find something that would be fulfilling and would mm-hmm. have a purpose for me personally. Mm-hmm. And when I worked for Toys R Us, which was my last do- job in the U.S., mm-hmm. I was all like every time I went to Israel, I came back with chocolates and pictures <laughs> and stories. And I would always advocate for Israel, always. To, and everyone's like, oh, I can't wait to go there. And I did have friends who ended up going there because of me. Uh, Um, That's awesome. So, Uh. yeah. So when I moved back to Israel, um, I was looking for something because working as a, you know, working as an engineer in Israel, not either you work for a startup company and then you give you your life, you work Mm -hmm. forever and ever, or, you know, or you get underpaid and, you know, other jobs. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to do something, you know, that I was wanted to help, you know, not the world, that's a big thing, but like to help out. Mm -hmm. Um, And I landed uh, the job with Joanna. Um, It was very coincidental. She offered it to my friend and my friend said, I don't know English, but I have a friend who just moved to Israel. And she got, you know, she passed it along to me and and I got the job and I loved it. It was, you know, all about showing, yeah, all about showing the beautiful sides of Israel Uh um, because Israel has a lot to offer. Yeah. That's so funny because you weren't even looking for that position and somehow, you know, because of your love of Israel and Mm -hmm. every time you went back, you came back to the States from Israel, you were just like, well, okay, here's more stuff that I can tell you about Israel. And mm-hmm. this is, so I, it was almost like you were meant to be, or you were meant to work for Vibe Israel, at least for a time. Right. I totally agree. Yep. That's yeah. So I cool. totally agree. Mm-hmm. Huh. Okay. So then you had two more kids and decided to be a stay at home mom. Now, was, yeah. was that a, a hard decision to make for you? Um, well, because it took me such a long time to have my oldest, Mm -hmm. it wasn't. Mm. Before she was born, I was like, career, 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 career. Mm -hmm. Then she was born. I'm like, oh my gosh, I want to (laughs) stay home with her. Yeah. You know, and I had a lot of stay at home moms here in the States. In Israel, it's not that common. Mm -hmm. Um, so as soon as she was born, I'm like, I want to be home with her. Um, Mm. but you know, obviously I, A, I couldn't afford it. B, I had an amazing job when we moved back to Israel. So Mm. Yeah. But then my husband started, um, uh, he, he used to come to the States every month. And when it became more and more often, mm-hmm. it was just too hard. And then mm-hmm. also, you know, and also we could afford it. Mm-hmm. But, you know, but um, it also became like the job that I had uh, with Vibe Israel was very, you know, it was like a week every two or three months that it would mm-hmm. be out of the house, like right. completely. And that was hard for, you know, after I had, you know, the second child. Right. Yeah. Oh, okay. So then while being a stay-at-home mom, you decided to spend some time doing research and started creating your own skincare products. So was that fun or eye-opening for you because of the amount of skincare products that are already out in the market? Well, it was it was fun. It was fun. It was an eye opener, not because of the amount of skincare, but because of the um, the different chemicals and all mm. the stuff that I started reading that were in mm. the um, the um, you know the skincare. And and it's not like I was creating a skin line for mm-hmm. you know to sell. It was all for my own purpose purposes. You know, I, I took you know um, products that you have at home. Mm-hmm. Some you know not everyone has like clay or mm-hmm. matcha or you know, of course, cocoa and avocado and, mm-hmm. and honey and like really, really natural. Um, right. And I started and and I was getting compliments, you know, I was using just mm-hmm. that. Right. So A, it saved money. B, it was, you know, it was really working. Yeah. So. Yeah. And it yeah. was 
Wow. Okay. And then, but you moved back to the States though, right? You went back to the States from Israel. Yeah. Yeah. We moved back. Yeah. We moved back two and a half years ago. Okay. Mm -hmm. Okay. So you were the creator of Facial Healing by Adi. What is Facial Healing about and what prompted you to create it? So again, I was all into the organic, natural. Um, when I was turning about 40, this was still in Israel, um, my friends, I, I, I started realizing that my friends are using, you know, they're before 40, they're in their 30s using Botox as maintenance. Mm-hmm. I'm like, really? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? I mean, yeah. Yeah. no, you know, we, when we get to the age, when we start having wrinkles, it won't work anymore. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, but then you take it for so long and then your wrinkles will get worse and it won't work. Mm-hmm. And so that's when I started looking for alternatives. And we moved here to the U.S. um, um, during COVID. And I was, you know, I was getting the kids. Yeah, the kids were getting acclimated. And I was home, you know, I didn't know I didn't have any friends here. So I was really, really home Mm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And there was this one girl that I was following that did natural skincare. And she brought up uh, a woman who who does facial reflexology. Now, I never heard of that before. Mm -hmm. And um, uh, later on, um, the the woman, her name is Jackie Van Ruler. She opened up her like her protocols for 30 days for free to Mm -hmm. try it. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. And then and my husband, he had really bad allergies at the time. Mm -hmm. So what facial reflexology is, is working on the face because your face is a map of the body, Mm -hmm. just like your foot is like foot reflexology. Your foot is a map of the body. So there are different trigger and pressure points on your face that correlate to different body parts. So I was healing my husband and he's one that will go to the doctor for a sneeze. So he's not like into this. Uh-huh. And he's like, wow, I think this really works. I'm like, huh. he, he, and then he's someone who said, you should do something about it, you know, oh, with it. Cool. Yeah. So, and I told him, oh, okay. In a month, she, uh, my, my teacher, Jackie, she's opening up um, a course in South Dakota. He's like, go for it. So I went and that was the end of that. I opened up my own clinic here in Tampa, Florida, and I, I have a really big Instagram account where I show different protocols, free videos for, you know, people to do at home because I really want to spread the word. I really right. think that there's alternatives to um, to the, you know, Western medicine. Huh. I'm not saying, you know, don't go to Western medicine. I do, of course, but right. this is something that can help ease or help before you go the next step with, you know, any surgery or anything. This wow. is something you can try. That's awesome. So was there a time when you thought, I need to do this, not just for me, but for others? Um, I think as soon as I went into um, to Jackie's house, mm-hmm. she, that's where she had her course. It was a week long. And she is all about that. That's, mm. I mean, she opened up her protocols. For, I mean, and she really, really inspired me. Mm-hmm. And so, of course, you know, I have my own clinic. I, I charge. I work hard, you know. I, mm-hmm. But I, I really like to put on these little videos so people can do them on their own, you know. Huh? Wow. It's, I think it's really important, yeah. Okay, so has it been easy or hard to convince people about the benefits of your services? And how so? So it's been very hard. Really? <laughs> um, okay. I think... 
the marketing is the hardest, hardest part. Once I get someone onto the bed and I start working on them, they melt and they become <laughs> customers for, you know, I can't say for life yet, because, uh-huh. but they, they become clients that come over and over, but mm. because no one's heard of it. So mm-hmm. what, what is it? Is it a facial massage? Mm-hmm. Eh, not really, because it really does heal, but it's not, I'm not a healer, mm-hmm. you know, it's so, and, and healing is a big word and I don't want right. to use that. Right. So it's, so I try different ways to, and, and I do facial cupping and I do facial reflexology and I do lymphatic drainage and fascia mm. release. So I try to, you know, every time like on Facebook or on Instagram, I right. try different words that can help, you know, attract. And of course the vid, now I have videos. So those, oh, once awesome. people see the video, they're like, oh right. my gosh, I want this. Yeah. Well, okay. So yeah, cause I've never heard of it. I've never heard of facial reflexology. Uh, so how, you know, it, what makes your services different from now? Would you call yourself an esthetician or is that not? That's the license that oh, I have because okay. I need it for, you know, for working in Florida. That's the only right. reason why I went to get that license. But uh-huh. I don't do, no, I don't, I don't do extractions. I mm. don't do exfoliations. Mm-hmm. But what I, what I do in, you know, in, in the treatments that I do, the face does get cleaned um Mm. your um your the dead skin cells do do come off because of the fascia release because of the work on the face and i sit and work on the face for the full whatever time you booked if it's an Mm -hmm. hour i'm in the room i don't put on a mask and leave the room and Mm -hmm. then come back after 20 minutes i am working with my hands and my stones on your face for a full hour or whatever you know yeah yeah so people just i 99% 99% of my uh, customers, they fall asleep <laughs> and, and they wake up so energized and, you know, huh. it's really amazing. That's really, yeah, that's, that's really interesting because when you say your, your, your clients fall asleep, it's like, I mean, I, I, whenever I get a massage, I, some people will be like, oh yeah, I fall asleep. I'm like, I can't, <laughs> you know, it's like, it's so, it, it's, it's relaxing. Yes. But it's not to the point where I can say, oh, yep, I can fall asleep this way. Um, so do you think it's important for people to know about the type of ingredients they put on their face and body? And, and for you, it's not really, you know, it, it's your, it's for your face. So how has it been, um, how has it been, like, I guess, eye-opening in terms of like, well, how, in terms of like teaching your clients, you know, you really should be doing this as opposed to that? Or do you not say that? Well, I don't say this as opposed to that, but mm-hmm. if they if they tell me, hey, um, I want to get cleaner with my products or mm. what do you recommend? And I do that on Instagram as well. So I have, because I was really in a search for products, mm-hmm. um, I actually have uh, an electric herbalist who I work with. She makes a, a special oil for me that's clean, organic. She sources it from the cleanest ever product, uh, you know, um, manufacturers. And um, so I, I have that, but I don't, I, I don't push it. I don't mm-hmm. sell it. It's on the shelf there. I just tell people, you know, be conscious of what you're putting on your skin. A mm-hmm. lot of the, um, and, and I also, you know, I also tell them companies like Honest, which is a company sold at Target and it's not expensive, but they have really clean products. Mm. And, and for me, I mean, I can't say everything that I put on is something that I make or I, you know, I, so I, there's a website, it's a nonprofit, it's called ewg.org. And mm-hmm. I checked 
everything on there. Um, Yeah, everything I put on, my kids, you know, any household um, cleaning products, I check there. Because they rate, um, you know, according to different, they have their own ratings and according to the chemicals that are in there Ah. and all that. So, yeah, so. Oh, that's super helpful, especially for, you know, if you're trying to, you know, kind of be like right now, using products that are sustainable or that are mm-hmm. organic exactly you yep. know especially nowadays because like you said I, I don't half of the time i don't know you know what the ingredients are i can't even say the ingredients you know exactly. that is behind on, on, that, that's on yep. the bottle or or the cream so yeah huh that that's really helpful um yeah so as a female business owner have you experienced any bias towards you well, not really, mm-hmm. um, because well, it, it's it's funny. It's actually the opposite because I'm you know I do facials. Mm-hmm. Let's put it that way. Um, you know, most of, I'd say ninety eight percent of my clients are women, mm-hmm. but there are cases where people ask me. So do you do you work on men too? Like I'm like <laughs> yeah, you know sure. And I do have some. Uh, you know, I had this woman. She never came in, but she sent her boyfriend in for treatment. <laughs> wow. And yeah, so. So it's the opposite, you know, women know this is, you know, and I target women more uh-huh. because, you know, I, I rarely do I find a man that looks at, you know, at a, at a facial massage right. video, you know, <laughs> for so, sure. Yeah. Um, so yeah, but yeah, no, I haven't, I haven't had, um, I think, you know, searching for different help, like, uh, consultations and stuff like that. It's actually easier. I mean, I don't know if easier, but they have like, Nonprofits that help women here in Tampa. They have uh, um, uh, the Tampa Bay Women's um, Organization uh, business, um, mm-hmm. and they they give free like three to five consultation sessions mm-hmm. for business owners. So mm-hmm. that's you know actually on in that aspect sometimes it's better because you know they they really want to help the the small businesses that that's are women owned. Oh wow, that's great, and that's funny because you mentioned about your men going. Not really looking into facial, facial, um, facials or facial healing like yours, because yeah, it took my husband forever to even get a massage. So, but then then when he started, he was like, "Oh, why didn't I even think of this before?" Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. (laughs) That's really funny. Okay, so who would you credit for where you are now? A lot of it is my husband, mm. um, you know, pushing me to, you know, to um, do something, find, finally find something that um, I like and I love. Mm-hmm. Um, I also, um, in Israel, I, I there's this woman called Efrat Leket. She's a, a, a coach, a, a motherhood coaching mm. coacher. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's like, and I took a, a course with her, a six month course. We were all like, we were like 15 moms, best friends today. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, so what do you want to do in the next five years? And I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't know. So she really helped to push me. And I did some, um, um, you know, some courses on, um, positive thinking and that also mm-hmm. had me going and thinking and, you know, so like, what do you like to do? What do you, you know, it's really you know over and over trying to think what i like to do what i want to do what you know mm-hmm. so so yeah so but it mainly it mainly started with um with a frat leket who really kind of pushed me over the edge like you have to find something you want to do because i was at the point that i already wanted to work but right. i didn't know what oh, so, yeah. yeah well okay so have you been back to israel have you yes, gone okay I, 
Yeah, I went back last summer. Mm -hmm. So did you tell, I mean, so do you still have family that you visit over there? Oh, yeah, yeah. And Mm -hmm. do they know what you're doing now? And have they approached you or have their friends approached you um, about what you do? And how can they get in on that? Or, Or how can they be, you know, how, how, where would they find your uh, treatments like yours? And is that something, is that something new over there as well or not? So, yeah, actually, um, so my mom, my parents came here. um, So my mom obviously got, you know, treatment um, Mm -hmm. from me more than once. Mm -hmm. Um, And my friends, when I, you know, before I came, I want to, I want to book with you. I want to book. I'm like, I can't, I mean, I'm coming, (laughs) I'm coming for vacation. It's not even vacation. It's visiting family, my side of the family. I have two brothers, I have, you know, nieces and nephews. My husband has, you know, his parents and and cousins. And so it was just, um, I said, I told them, the only thing was, um, actually before I came, there Mm -hmm. was an Israeli, um, uh, Eastern medicine school that contacted me and I was actually, yeah, they had like their largest conference of, um, you know, of Chinese medicine in Israel and they invited me to come and I I did a lecture there. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Yeah, and after that, I went on national TV. They uh, they called me. <laughs> yeah, so I had an interview on national TV. Um, <laughs> but awesome. the thing is, they don't have it in Israel. They don't have. There is one woman who learned from my my teacher, who unfortunately didn't have a chance to meet again. I was so busy in Israel, but um, but the 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 school where I was um, lecturing for, they they want me to create a course, and oh. it's a little bit hard because they want me to come to Israel. Um, but and and coming to Israel for two weeks with three little kids at home is, is, yeah. is not easy. Mm-hmm. So we'll see. But we're there. There is a lot of interest uh, for it in Israel, and you know I have to find a way to to get it there. Wow, that's wonderful. I mean, so you have videos, right? Can they? Yeah. Can someone who is interested get on? Like basically look up your videos and and kind of at least see what you're doing. But you do have to be there. You have to be present in order to do the treatments, right? Um, so is, is that something you're looking down the line? Well, um, it's for tax purposes and reasons, it's really hard for me mm-hmm. to go to work in Israel. Mm-hmm. It's just too complicated, but, okay. um, but uh, first of all, my videos show tutorials. It's not uh-huh. showing me how to work. It's <laughs> how I work in the clinic. It's me showing people how to, you know, to work on themselves. Let's Got say it. for anxiety, there's these certain points on the face to work and oh. that helps that or sinus infection. So huh. I show, I also do one-on-one Zoom consultations. Mm. Um, yeah, once in a while I have um, a facial cupping um, uh, Zoom sessions where, you know, I either send a, a facial cupping set or, you know, or the people buy them mm-hmm. uh, on their own or they have them. And then I show a whole protocol to do on the face for self-care and I have a lot of um, you know a lot of interest in that I have some mm. coming up soon so so yeah I mean I I, I post everything on my Instagram account and okay. um, yeah and it's That's really great. you know I have a lot of interest so it's great wow. okay so moving forward what are your personal goals or is there something you haven't yet done that you would like to do so my personal goals, uh, business-wise, is really to, um, I mean, I love treating, and I, I think I always will, but teaching, teaching mm. uh, the methods. I I created my own little facial where I, 
unfortunately can't get myself because mm-hmm. no one else does it. I have a few modalities that I use in one treatment, which is fascia release and facial reflexology and facial cupping and, and gua sha and uh, lymphatic drainage. So that's a whole a whole protocol that it's, you know, it's only me. I took a, a few different modalities that I learned and created one facial with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so teaching that and maybe, you know, um, opening a space where I can have, you know, um, other women do what I do, and, mm-hmm. you know, teach them and them, you know, doing that as well. So ah, cool. that, that would be like, like a whole little spa right now. It's like a personal spa, oh. <laughs> so oh. a whole little area yeah and teaching is is the main you know i would really like to spread the word on this that's awesome so if you if anyone wanted to know more about you and facial healing by idea how would they go about it so like i said my instagram it's uh, the handle is facial healing one word that is that has the most content about what i do and what people can do for you know to work on themselves mm-hmm. Um, and then I have my, my website, which is www.fhbyad.com. So that's like my treatments and, and there's like products that I love to use on Amazon that I have on that page. Mm-hmm. And I have, um, you know, the tools that I sell um, on there. But yeah, but, but to know a lot more about what the service looks like or what the facial reflexology, facial cupping, washa looks like and to do it on your own, that, that would be the Instagram account. Okay, great. And so is there anything you'd like to say to my listeners? Or if someone is right where you were before you created Facial Healing by Adi, what three things would you tell them that they should do if they wanted to go the same route as you did? Well, first of all, I would say go for it. You mm. know, it's always scary. I I went. I took the course. That was the first thing, the go for it thing. And then I started at my house, honestly, mm. you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it wasn't conv- it wasn't ideal, but mm-hmm. you know, I wanted to start and that's how I started and then I'm like, okay, I have to get out of the house and I just rented a little spot and now I have my own spot. And this is like within a year and a little bit. So wow. One is really go for it. Mm-hmm. Um, number two is never stop learning. You know, mm-hmm. I I I'm always signed up for a course, and I, it's funny I have you know a few courses going on, and I'm like, oh my god, this is expiring. I have to do it. You know, and on, today uh-huh. after COVID, everything is online. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, so I went to Jackie to study because that I really wanted a hands-on, but facial cupping I learned online, and people love it. Mm-hmm. Um, I flew to New York for a gua sha class, which was amazing. Amazing, but you know, there's a lot of online classes as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm learning Ayurvedic, like a cancer wand online. Mm-hmm. So I do a, a mix of both, a okay. mix of both. Um, so never stop learning. And 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 the third thing is really listen, you know, to others who have done it before. You know, mm. get learn from their mistakes. You know, and yeah. um, that's one of the things that the Tampa Bay Women's uh, Business Center has because they have consultants who were in my place. You know. I don't know how many years ago, but, mm-hmm. you know, who made it. And now mm-hmm. they're giving back. So, oh, so that's yeah. That's awesome. Well, okay, yeah. before I forget, what is gua sha? Because I've never heard the term. <laughs> so Okay, so, so gua sha is a stone. It comes from Chinese medicine. It's a stone that you glide. So for your face, you glide it on your face, and it gets the blood flowing. It, it really oh. um, it helps with lymphatic drainage. It helps with wrinkles. It helps okay. with collagen reproduction. Huh. Um, yeah, so it's, it's basically a stone. The most common one is either a jade or a rose quartz 
stone. It's kind of heart shaped, and mm-hmm. um, but I use different stones, different gua sha stones. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the the real meaning of gua sha is like it's like scraping. So I do gua sha on the back, and then I scrape, and you get like redness come up. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a grainy red that where the energy is stuck, mm-hmm. um, and it helps the flow of you know of movement and energy and blood um, wherever wherever it's stuck. So yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, thank you for that. I guess I had no idea what it was. Of course. Well, I might as well. I mean, if I didn't know, I'm I'm sure somebody yeah, else oh, didn't yeah, know. Yeah, oh yeah, you're right. <laughs> definitely, definitely. So, okay. So, would there be anything that you would change that you wish you had done years ago? And if there was, what would it be? Um. Well, obviously not. Again, not being afraid to to do what you love mm-hmm. and to to to. to make a business out of it you know mm. I was I, I used to always say I'm the best second hand um there is like the best CEO like number two and because I, I I would I'm a doer I would do 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 always like the CEO had an idea I would be the one you know doing it you mm-hmm. know mm-hmm. um and that that's how I would walk around the world I'm I'm the best number two but here I am mm-hmm. number one the only you know the only owner of my business mm-hmm. but I am the owner so right really that you know um and there's a time for everything i think i learned a lot being a number two honestly and yeah. learned from others mistakes like i said before but yeah but now it's it's my time that's awesome so if you could go back in time what advice would you give your younger self other than what you've already mentioned um mm. That, you know, everything takes time, even mm. now with the business, you know, it's it's like, okay, I, I have one customer, when am I going to get the other one? And then mm. I, you know, and, and I grow, you know, and you grow exponentially. So, um, you know, you have to let time, time do its, its work as well, um, mm. but really continue the hard work. That's basically. Oh, awesome. Well, Adi, thank you for coming on the show and for sharing your story and for, uh, you know, educating me on stuff that I didn't even know about. So that's awesome. (laughs) Yeah, I I mean, I I, I definitely have skincare products, but I never really knew what facial reflexology was. So I'm glad Mm -hmm. that, you know, you explained that. Um, but thank you for, for like doing this and for creating it for people who really have, you know, who really needed to, who really want to do something different other than what they've been doing before. Right. Um, and hopefully you keep getting more clients. That would be awesome. And wouldn't it be cool if you got invited again next year in Israel to speak at another another conference and I then, know yeah right and, yeah and then yep. maybe one day you'll have another chance maybe you will have a chance to like have your own um spa in Israel that would be cool yeah, yeah it would definitely well I wish you so much luck and um you know I really hope that it continues and uh you know keep me posted and with that you know um that's awesome so have a good day thank you thank you you too thank you for having me You're so welcome. Have a good one. Thank you. That's our show for today. I've posted more information about Adi Kaplan on RevWoman.com. Thank you for listening, and I hope you'll tune in every Thursday for another episode of Revolutionary Women. You can listen to Revolutionary Women on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcast. Just a little note, I've launched a Patreon account to support the show. 
All proceeds will go to producing and editing the episodes to give my poor husband a break for being my personal IT and production department. He wrote this. The address is patreon.com slash revwoman.